Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mike has fun. The fear of missing McRib. So he cleared his calendar. Yo, dude. Backstage passes? Nah. Hey, babe. This weekend? Ah, uh, can't do it. What up? That sounds great, but count me out. Do what you gotta do. Just don't miss the return of the sandwich, the myth, the legend, the McRib. Come into McDonald's today and get a delicious, saucy McRib sandwich. Made even better with the one-of-a-kind taste of Dr. Pepper. The one you crave. At participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to TaylorAndTaraRadio.com. Yeah, we decided not to take Labor Day off. We're, uh, we decided to do a special show today. So, um, you know, everybody should be, like, so grateful for that. <laughs> um, and, hey, listen, we got a great uh, little show lined up for everyone uh, today. Glad everyone tuned in. Um, if you'd like to get in the chat room, you can do so. Um, um uh, you can create a free Blog Talk Radio account, or you can just sign in as a guest. Um, if you like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at J Wade Taylor. You can follow my my co-host, my partner in crime, my friend Tara Dublin. Follow her on Twitter at Tara Dublin Rocks, and we encourage everyone to follow the show account on Twitter and direct your comments, your questions, your gripes, your bitches. All those things, you you know, be be everybody be wary in the context. I use the word, you know, your bitches, your gripes, you know, Tara. When you so just yeah, that's uh, <laughs> don't take that out of context, everyone. Taylor Tara Radio on Twitter. Hi Tara, how, how is your? How are you? Hi. How are you this Labor Day? 
<laughs> well, we're working on this Labor Day, but it's a labor of love, so it doesn't even it feel like work, does it? No, it doesn't. No, no, and it's it never raining. Does when you... Yeah. Nope. Nope. I'm just hanging out here with the cat. Remember the cat I told you about that uh, I accidentally adopted last week? Yes, Vera. Well, we all <laughs> we we we've been enjoying the saga of Tara and the cat. And here, here's what happened uh, quickly before we get into the show proper. Like, um, I thought I had me a girl cat, and I named the cat Vera. And really, you and I both know, Jason, that we name our animals for ourselves. Our animals don't really know what their names are. They just respond to the sound of our voices. So I originally named the cat Vera, and I just liked it. You know, the name popped into my head, and I liked it. Then on Saturday, I took the cat for shots, and the vet was like, hey, ho, hi, look at this pretty girl. Wait, wait a minute. It's a boy. So <laughs> I found out, like, not unlike me, my cat has balls. So um, <laughs> then it was like, well, do I rename the cat or do I in this day and age of, you know, gender, whatever, and binary this and everybody, nobody needs to impart gender roles on anybody and everybody has the right to declare their own pronouns and whatnot and everybody can be who they want to be. I was still thinking that I should give the cat a less feminine name because it was not a feminine animal. And so... After much deliberation and approval on Twitter from his namesake, the cat has been rebranded. We're rebranding to Crosby. The cat's name is now Crosby, named after Dax Shepard's character on the TV show Parenthood, because as my younger son suggested, uh, Crosby, I, whenever we watch Parenthood, which we do often, I always say how Crosby would be the most perfect boyfriend or Dax Shepard himself which Kristen Bell, I'm sure, can attest to. So the cat's name is Cosby, and he's crazy, and I am deeply, deeply in love, although I haven't had a decent night's sleep since the cat came to the, to, into my life. That's okay, though. That's okay. We do the things we do because we love our cats. So uh, that's what I was dealing with this weekend, that and trying to read a really difficult book. <laughs> that was my weekend because we have a, a really special guest on Friday, and I don't know that we're going to reveal just yet. I think we may still tease this just a tad. But um, we have a guest joining us on Friday. We have Lisa Ring joining us on Friday, which I'm really excited about. But um, we have a guest on Friday who, who writes books that are very science-y, let's say. And I'm reading his book, which isn't even out in stores yet. And it's very science-y, Jason. And as smart a person as I like to believe I am, I'm reading these pages over and over again, trying to get them into my head because I'm, my head is used to reading things in 280 character bursts of not a whole lot of substance sometimes. So I have to like retrain my brain to like read things from a smart person. Right. So how was your weekend? Well, yeah. Like you said, um, <laughs> we have that person coming on and uh, we're excited to have a uh, progressive Democrat from Georgia that's running. Lisa Ring, she's running in the uh, uh, Georgia 01 district uh, for the United States Congress and um, excited to have her on Friday. And uh, we should also, before we dive into the topic that we're tackling today, we just want to look ahead to tomorrow's primaries, and we want to wish special luck to a beloved friend of this show, Alexandra Chandler, Alexandra Chandler 
who was ah, running in the third district. <laughs> Alexandra Chandler. I'm sorry, I had too much coffee this morning. Uh, Alexandra, my darling, uh, my Shiro. Uh, we've been communicating via DM. I have been trying to uh, amplify all of her tweets as much as possible. Uh, we have big races in Massachusetts tomorrow. Um, we all, there's a lot of great women who are running. Um, but Alexandra is a special favorite of our show. We had her on as a guest. Um, and she's really incredible. So if you are capable of voting in Massachusetts, please do. And vote for women. Elect women. Elect uh LGBT elect women of color. We are seeing all of that happening. And right before we went on the air this morning, I was watching MSNBC and the the profiling all of the races that are going on tomorrow. And everybody's really rooting for these new underdogs who are coming into these races, brand new women who have never run before because the people in our party are really recognizing not only is it time for a change, but it's time for uh, new voices and new energies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, she's in a, a crowded field there. Um, I've, sure I've dissected. Yeah, I've dissected it and looked at it and looked at the numbers. And uh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, she's in what a crowded field. What do the numbers field. tell us? You're the numbers guy. What are the number? What have the numbers been telling you? Well, the numbers have been telling me. Um, well, there is a young man that's running. That's um, that has um, raised a lot of money. Let's just say that <laughs> he's raised about one point five million dollars. Oh so my! He's been able to, yeah, a lot. And uh, yeah, he's been able to uh, to blast um, advertising uh, like like nobody's business. There, um, there is a uh, um, there's a gay man running, um, and um, he's got um, he worked um, he was a uh, he was an ambassador uh, uh, in in during the Obama administration, and um, so there, you know uh, he's and he's a good guy. I mean, he's a, look that field there is crowded with a lot of good people, and um, it's but a great I, problem I, I, to I, have I'm not, as a Democrat. Yeah, I mean it, but um, Alexandra. Uh, not just because she was on the show, but I think it, I, I, you know, I mean, if I was there, I would, I mean, out of my conscience, I would vote for Alexandra. Um, I, I like what she brings to the table, and um, I like where she stands on the issues. Um, I like and, her 13 years of experience in our intelligence community. Um, I do too. I like that. I do. Because she knows what's not, really going on. And so, she's not. As right, if you really read her stuff, she's not. Listen, she's not some. She's not some uber, uber radical progressive. Uh, you might no, think and that. I think not. Yeah, and I think that's that is the issue that we're seeing in the Democratic Party right now. And right before we went on the air, I was watching MSNBC, and they were talking about these races where. Um, there are a lot of Democrats running in the same field where it's like an embarrassment of riches where, and he called it our own tea party moment where the Democrats are really deciding how far to the left they want to go. How progressive is progressive? Who do we align behind? Do we align behind the person 
who's been ha- who's been representing a specific district for 10 and more years, or do we throw our weight behind someone new, someone who's got uh, energy, someone who's a new voice, someone who maybe the district has changed. Maybe, maybe it's time for a woman of color where traditionally a white guy was running. We saw that in Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's situation. But what we're also seeing in that situation is someone who's maybe not ready for the national stage already, you know, and be being pushed out there. And so I would say to everybody who's voting tomorrow, um, I know it's easy to get excited by a flashy candidate, but I also encourage you to look at experience and then look at what their websites say and what their issues are. And not just because it looks great uh, on a soundbite that you saw, or it was good clickbait that you clicked on, um, go, go to the people who are really had the substance that are backing up their statements. Look at somebody, uh, along with Alexandra running in the third district of Massachusetts, if you look at the seventh district, Ayanna Presley is really making a lot of noise there. Uh, she's really exciting everybody. And that's a, that's the one of the bluest districts, Jason, that you could come yeah. across uh, yeah. in Massachusetts. I mean, uh, Trump barely made it into double dis- digits in that district in 2016. And so uh, there's a guy, an older white gentleman who's been representing that district traditionally, you know, for over a decade, but Ayanna Presley comes along and she's fresh and she's new and she's a woman of color and she's incredibly magnetic and she, she's exciting, you know, and it's, so it's going to be really, really interesting to see what happens tomorrow because Whoever wins these Democratic primaries, they're going to still continue to be a strong voice for us. And uh, they were talking about uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, how she will not endorse any of the candidates who are running because she said, whomever you vote into office, and she was speaking today on Labor Day, um, we're going to, the Democrats will always represent strongly for our unions. We believe so strongly in our unions and our workforce. You are going yeah. to be represented. So, and she's right. And especially she on is. a day today where we, where we wake up yeah. on a Labor Day to Donald Trump criticizing the head of the AFL-CIO. That's what a, a president, quote unquote, asterisk, tweets on Labor Day. Yeah. Happy Labor Day That's- in one tweet and Prior to that, criticizing the head of the AFL-CIO, I'm, I cannot wait until this uh, unnamed co-conspirator is finally hauled off. Because just the yeah, lack of I, respect to the American worker, I mean, it's just, it's so egregious on Labor Day. I wouldn't even, I, I haven't even, I, I haven't even looked over there. I, 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 you know, I mean, I, look, I mean, I know he's a, you know, he's the quote president of the United States, but... And all this Twitter stuff with him, we're going to get into that, you know. But, you know, I mean, for me, and, and I've read a couple pieces, uh, uh, you know, over the past couple of days. I've kind of taken, you know, the past couple of days off of, and, uh, off of Twitter, you know. And, and I, I do Twitter in small doses, anyways. But, um, I, and I just can't even. I don't even the the the, the whole. I mean, all that, all that. Nonsense that he tweets. It's it's just to me. It's like some it's just like some goofy you know some goofy person that acquired a Twitter account. You know, I mean, it's just well, he is some goofy person who acquired a Twitter account. Well, no, I know, but I mean, you know, I mean, in the you know grand scheme of things, he's president of the United States. 
whether you like it or not. You know, but I just yeah, don't, I don't even look. I, mean, I, I don't, don't even I don't care what he that. tweets. I don't even care what he um, tweets. I don't. That's a good. I, I don't care. And I don't that even is look. a segue into what we're doing today. Just um, as a reminder, he was supposed to unblock everybody that he has blocked now. There was a new ruling. Uh, the DOJ received a list of 41 Twitter users that were still blocked, and. According to the Constitution of the United States, we are not supposed to be blocked. Now, I have been blocked for three years, as you know, and there was a list that went around that said that these people are unblocked now, and I was, and my name was on it, and so was our good friend Danny Zucker, who appeared on the show not that long ago, famous for his Twitter war with Trump. Uh, as of today, I'm still blocked, even though I'm not supposed to be any longer, and Danny Zucker is still blocked, and I think one or two others on that list, but we're the last holdouts. So this goes no. back to I, I'm very curious now because if the Department of Justice sends a list to the White House saying unblock these users and the White House comes back with all right well unblock all but these that's something to look at why is that why won't they unblock us Danny and I and the one or two others and why is that allowed and that rolls into what we're talking about today and how it seems to so many people that the rules are arbitrary and that Jack plays Jack Dorsey plays fast and loose with the rules and it's kind of animal farm right now on Twitter where all of us are equal but some of us are more equal than others and verified users don't seem to be protected when we get no. mass reported by trolls and Not people get, some people All get to tweet changed. whatever they want and some people don't. All that's changed. I was going through yesterday, yeah. speaking of verified users, and I, I've pointed this out to you. Uh, there are now there for the longest time, um, there was um, many many people in media that that chose not to be verified. Um, I, I'm just one of that that uh, a, a, a friend that uh, that I know, um, Jennifer Rubin, um, had chosen not to be verified for the longest time. She is now, but you could still go through Twitter today and find plenty of people. Um, now I was verified at one time. I lost my blue check. My account got suspended, and I've gone through that whole process again gotten all that approved but we're still in a moratorium so there's a lot of people i have a lot of people yesterday i was talking to some friends that work at the uh nbc affiliate here in houston uh kprc and uh they're pretty much every single one of their their um their newscasters are, are unverified now because twitter's literally got a um you know, a, a, a moratorium on, well, look at uh, Alexandra Chandler. She's unverified. And, um, well, Jill Weinbanks. We, Jill Weinbanks is unverified. Yes, I could, yeah, I could tell you some big names that, that you know, are not verified. Some chose And it's not weird, to be- too, because, well, you go now and you look, you're like, is this the real person or not? And you don't know now if they're not verified. So... Yeah, but I mean, on you know, a lot of those you can obviously, you know, if tell, you know, um, if somebody's, you know, but Twitter, 
you know, for you know, here's the thing. Here, you know, okay, you know, in the beginning of Twitter, and I was there in oh seven, oh six, you know, oh seven, really, and uh, I mean, it started, you know, Twitter was, you know, began in oh six. And there was many of us that knew everybody from uh, AOL chat rooms. Ian, um, remember those, Tara? <laughs> oh, yes. I remember AOL font. Not not fondly, actually. Right. AOL chat rooms. AOL was my... I... Yeah. Oh, God. No, I just... <clears throat> I just remember getting America Online... Like being one of the earliest users and not even understanding what it was about. Right. And the very first instant message I ever got was from a total stranger and it was disgusting. Right. And I think I've said this to you in the past. It was so terrible that if I, you know, God forbid, got dementia or Alzheimer's, I think I would still be able to remember it because it's just in there. Like the right. very first, and I was just, and my response, and I'm not going to even say it out loud because it's so terrible, but my response to the person who DM, who sent me that, that first instant message was, would you walk up to me in a bar and say that? And thus my <laughs> internet career began. Right. So, and it's well, just gone even, down from there. <laughs> sure. Well, even before AOL chat rooms, um, um, my first. Um, and I, I'm going to guess probably pretty much everybody that was on the internet. In, in my first experience with chat rooms was MIRC and um, IRC, and those were before AOL chat rooms. And MIRC was, I mean, that was like kind of a bare bones. That was dial up. It, everything was slow. It would take you five hours to download a picture. Um, you know, it was, but that was really the first kind of beginnings and then you had the AOL chat rooms and you had MySpace come along and then of course Twitter. Back to Twitter though. In the beginning of Twitter and 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 a few years to follow, getting a verified account was next to impossible. Um you had to be um you know, you you had to be a high-ranking politician. I mean, you had to be a high-level politician. You had to be somebody really high-level in media to get a verified account. And then all of a sudden, let's we got to we're going to fast forward all the way to 2015. Um, or yeah, we'll fast forward to 2015. Um, and all of a sudden, Twitter decides, Jack decides that they're going to open up the verification process for damn near everyone. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you have people out there right now, I, they don't, you know, they got very, you know, they have the blue check and, you know, they, they were giving out verified accounts. <laughs> Um, like they were candy, and these people that got these verified accounts, they were using them for not what they were intended to be used for. They were using them for, you know, promoting, um, you know, agendas and hateful things, you know, you know, during the Trump campaign. I mean, there were so many of these Trump accounts that got verified that were promoting nothing but racist hate garbage. 
And all of a sudden, you had, and you know, and I'm skipping over the millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of followers that were bought, added to accounts. You know, during the Trump campaign, I've written countless articles on this, um, everywhere from um, Politico to The Resurgent, I mean, to Eat, Pray, Vote, to my Medium account. So um, so all that came to a screeching halt. Um, so rather than – so Jack and everybody brings this to a screeching halt, the verification process. So we're all, it's a moratorium still. If you've gone out there and you've tried to get verified and, and you've been approved to be verified but you don't have a blue check, well, that's because you're, you're still – if you just go there to verification, you go to the thing to see whether they're in their moratorium, and you know, they're, they're working out a better plan or a better way to deal out these um, you know, verified accounts. And then you had the Twitter purge, um, where they went through. And I'm not going to kid anybody here. Listen, I lost about 150,000 followers um, that were obviously bots, fakes, whatever you want to call them. And there was also a time during Twitter where um, it is no secret that um, when people would get particularly angry with somebody else on Twitter, they would do a um they would do what we would call back then a follow bomb. So somebody's nice verified account, let's say I got angry with you, Tara, back then, I would go and pick up about two hundred thousand Russian bot accounts and just like send them all over to your account. And it wrecks somebody's account, you know. You're like, oh, my God, you know, all of a sudden I, you wake up in the morning, you have 20,000 followers. You wake up the next morning, all of a sudden you got half a million. <laughs> <laughs> That's not okay. Um, yeah, but that during the lot. It happened to me. I, I don't I I did. I back way back when, when I was a bad boy, um, yeah, I was. I had been known to do that to a couple people myself. So, um, but this has been years ago. Just being honest, um, nothing you can't read out there. And uh, that's true. But, I got yeah, exactly. verified during the campaign, but I had a good reason because right. yeah, I, was, yeah, I think yeah. Explain your your why and how and how, okay. By the from the time you came, when you came on Twitter in '09 or your account was correct. Yes. Okay. So joined, how many years? How many years in between '09 till till you got verified? I until it took eight eight years. Well, uh, six seven years because it was in 2016. Um, I came from radio, real terrestrial radio, if anyone remembers that, and had a very popular radio show in Portland. And had a local reputation. After I lost that job, it was a natural progression to Twitter because Twitter in 2009 was really starting to explode. And people were still, you know, nice to each other and whatever. But, uh, and I was growing, I grew up following very slowly and very organically. I didn't purchase any followers because I was broke and I, I didn't want to go that route anyway because I don't want fake people following me. I want to engage with real people. That's why we're on social media. So 
But then in uh, September of 2016, I started being horrifically cyber harassed. And there was an incident. And as a result of that incident, uh, somebody decided to go on the dark web and sounded the dog whistle. And uh, within a day and a half, uh, there was a photo of my house with my real address and a landline that was no longer being used. But the phone number for the landline uh, posted on Twitter. The account looked exactly like mine. And I wasn't even aware of it right away until somebody who was a friend said, hey, how come you unfollowed and then refollowed me? I'm like, I didn't do that. Why would I do that? And then I looked and I was like, well, that's not me. Because there was the post that said, here's my house. Here's my address. I like to fight Trump supporters. Come get me. And so my cyber harassment kicked in. Then um, people started sending stuff to my house. It was terrible. And the things that they did to my children. And I, it's just awful. And I've written about that. And you can... Look it up, and there's terrible things that I can't control. But one thing I knew I could control, hopefully, was my Twitter. And so I sent Twitter stuff immediately. And to their credit, Twitter verified me very, very quickly. And they were on top of it in September of 2016. And anytime I reported harassment, they took care of it. I still had the tweet saved on my phone, the worst of the worst, so that when people tweet me now, and try to make it seem like it's our side who are the worst people in the world. I, I show them the kind of tweets that I received during the campaign, which become very interesting. And by when I say interesting, I mean frustrating, is I think that some of the tweets that I received during the campaign that got people booted then may not get them booted now because of the way things have changed. And it right. seems to me now I'm not being as protected as I was even over just a little over a year and a half ago, um, you know, as well as I, and our regular listeners know this too, in the past month and a half, I've been in Twitter jail twice, once for a week, right. once for mm -hmm. a day. And neither of those tweets contained content that I should have been reported for in the first place. So one of the things that the blue check mark is supposed to do is protect me from this kind of harassment where they can swarm you and mass report you. And um, just before we went on the air, my mother sent me an article from today's Wall Street Journal about Twitter and the policies and Jack and the things that they're supposed to have. A, they're going to have a hearing on Wednesday along with Sheryl Sandberg from Facebook and all about how to protect people more online and what's going on. And what's interesting is what they're what they're talking about is um, how they how they make their decisions. And how they decide what, when it's time to get rid of somebody, you know, the whole Alex Jones controversy and how he was only suspended for a week and all of the hate speech. Um, I'd like to read a direct quote from this article and then get your thoughts on it, Jason. Um, <clears throat> Jack had said, we decided to take a more aggressive stance in our rules and how we enforce them. Truth is, we've been terrible at explaining our decisions in the past. We're fixing that. After a user flags a tweet, the company says a user services team first decides whether to elevate a complaint to Twitter's trust and safety team. The company doesn't disclose how many of its more than 3,500 employees are on each team or the number of contractors it hires to moderate content. Mr. Dorsey weighs in on the most high-profile cases, according to people familiar with the matter. The company says he participates in discussions about account issues on occasion but isn't the final word. So in a situation like mine, 
where a tweet that I wrote about Maria Butina, who is a spy who is in custody for committing crimes against our country. And when I tweet something vague about how she should be punished, and that got me in Twitter jail for a week, and then I read that shit, it makes me feel like nobody looked at the content of my tweet. None of its quote-unquote 3,500 employees, not one of them looked at the content. They looked at the amount of times it was reported and decided to leave it at that. It never got looked at in the right way. And I feel like now the verified check mark makes them almost be like, well, you asked for it, so you're verified, and you put this out there, and they find you. You know what? Sometimes you're going to get what's, what, what's coming to you. And I don't think the re- tweets that I was reported for make any sense to be reported for. And then the other one I got in jail for 24 hours, I talked about tarring and feathering, which is about as antiquated a practice as, as there is. And, and so I'm frustrated. And you, you explain to me why this happens and that there are sometimes key words that these trolls hone in on to mass report. Sure. And so yeah, I'm frustrated because like, I feel like it messes with your freedom of speech and your First Amendment rights. If I'm not writing something that's deliberately threatening, it's not at another Twitter user, it's at a spy against our country. And yet I was put in Twitter jail for a week for that. Right. Well, that's uh, when I'm like, who's really looking at this? Who? Right. Well, yeah, let me address that. And and this is I'm not going to I'm going to try and keep this not. I mean, I could go on and on about this, but uh, along with what you being in Twitter jail for a week, also also recently, somebody that followed me that 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 I often chatted with, I I, I mean, we we chatted in DM together was Bishop Talbert Swan. He's been permanently banned from Twitter. Now, Um, why he's a bishop? I mean, yeah. Come on, Twitter. Yeah, he's been permanently. Yeah, he's been permanently. He wasn't just suspended. He's been permanently banned now. But for what do we know? Um, yeah, uh, it was for, um, well, I, I mean, I'm not going to, to, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to repeat the, the, I, I'm, it, I'm not, it's not for me to, to, to repeat that, that tweet on the air. Um, anybody, you can just go out there and Google Bishop Talbert Swan and, and, you know, make up your own mind. Um, I, I think I, I'll just say this. I think it, it being a, it being a, um, being a black man, he had every right to say what he said. So I'll, I'll, I'll I, 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 okay, yes. I, I, being a black man, he had every right saying what he said. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, well, okay. Um, you know, here's the short of it. Um, there's a, uh, there's a, there is a, uh, a not so well known, and I'm often surprised a lot of people don't know about advanced search Twitter, and um, a lot of people don't. And um, you can go into advanced search Twitter, and where are you going to find it on Twitter? Well, you have a very hard time finding it on Twitter. Actually, you kind of got to go and kind of Google it and then link to it, and so it's there. And in that advanced search Twitter, let's. Let me let's just say um, uh, let's uh, let me use uh, let me use terror just for an example. Um, I will go into advanced search Twitter. I will put in a particular keyword that I'm looking for. Um, I will put that word in, um, or I'll put a 
a couple words in maybe. Um, and then I will just go and put her name in, uh, her Twitter username, and I will go on the dates. I will go from her account was 2009. I'll go 2009 when it was what month. I'll go from that first day of that month till up until the day that I'm searching. So for your entire Twitter career, if you will, your tw entire Twitter existence, uh, I'm going to go through and search through all um, all of your tweets and see what I can find in there, and see if there's anything in there that's good and juicy and that that you know that that we could that we could key in on. That's one way to do it. And you have two hundred you you have two hundred nineteen thousand tweets. So, you know, I, I'm just looking for one particular word or one word combined with another, you know, um, something like, like that. Like the F and, word, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Like the F word. <laughs> like if I wanted to, yeah. If if I wanted to go and find that, yeah, I, I, yes. And if you search the F word on Tara's account, you're going to find plenty of it. <laughs> oh yeah, you are. But that's not ground for suspension. That's not ground for Twitter jail or anything like that. No, here's the more here's the thing that I guess and and that that I've I have people that know me and have listened to me on uh, internet radio podcast for years back when it was hot. Then it was not, and now it's hot again. And we're doing a completely different format. But I've talked about this. And here's the thing, Tara. Here's the thing that Jack needs to address. When you say, who's looking at these tweets? You know, who's looking at these tweets? Who, who's, who's deciding who goes and who stays? And, and, and you're verified and it doesn't matter. Here's the thing about it. Till, still to this day. Now, to this day, there is an algorithm that Jack refuses to change in the Twitter API when Twitter hands out its API. Now it's cut its, it's cut its API off. API is a stream that Twitter used to gives out to um, so you, so like say Hootsuite or or Tweetcaster or TweetDeck, and they, they give out their their they 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 let you they give you their feed. Twitter gives you their API feed. So. Twitter has refused, and they they won't come out there and admit this. But everybody, um, any you know, any of us you know, social media wonks um, will tell you that this algorithm exists. And what it is is, when you get into a a a conversation, and it's a, 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 you get into a conversation with three or more people. And you're in that conversation, so you you have a total of four people in that conversation. Now you maybe you're you're in a you're in a heated exchange, um, and you're you know and saying some things that maybe you shouldn't be saying, or or but 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 nothing in particular that would necessarily get you suspended. Well, inside this 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 algorithm glitch, this API. Glitch inside of Twitter. I would say I it's been called a, I'm not even going to call it a glitch anymore because it's there. He knows it and it's, it's, he doesn't change it. 
inside this loop at a at a particular time when 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 it, 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 every day at certain times t- Twitter does a sweep of reported accounts. So if you fall into that exact time that exact time when that sweep goes by and those people that you're in that convo with know when that time hits and they report you at that exact time all three of them simultaneously will ding 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 and your account suspended and that's as simple as that really tara wow that yes it's that's really bullshit, as as that. no i mean it's i mean is it wrong to say it's not fair because it is not fair and if and i, and let I me tell you how it is yeah and let, and let me let me add this to this, okay? You know, Twitter went through this big purge, okay? So I do I I have a lot of people I have a lot of friends that work in social media marketing, whether it's YouTube views, whether it's Instagram uh, likes, views, whatever. Uh, everything was pretty much cut off from Twitter. When they did this purge, Twitter tried to fix their API, but guess what? I, I told everybody this. Like, okay, like all the sites that where you could buy followers, you would, I mean, all of them, th- they were all gone because Twitter cut off the API. But I said it will be only a matter of time till they find their way back in. And I, and I, and, and I was not wrong because there are already sites back up out there over all the web, not just the dark web, all over on Google now, brand new now, selling. Lots of 10, 20,000, 100,000, quarter of a million followers again. They're doing it. It's already back up again. And this is, a, this is about Jack and them not taking care of their own business. You know, and not. They're really not. not. Modern, yeah. This is what this is all about. And so you're going to have a re. I mean, you're. And this is all happening coming up to the midterms. <laughs> no coincidence there. And so. There are, you know, these accounts, and I retweet re, the one I retweeted the other day. I encourage everybody, and me and Tara has said this before. When you're following a Twitter account, or you see a suspicious account, if you see a 2009 Twitter account with a couple hundred tweets and no followers, run away, block that account. Okay. <laughs> Do not engage. Yes, there are. I mean, who knows how much more targeting I'd be a victim of. Now that's what I do because, I mean, you put out like yesterday or the other day, I quote tweeted some guy who had like 60,000 followers, an African-American guy defending Trump. So I that I just what? And so he had like 60,000 followers. He was like a legit human being person. It wasn't a bot. But once I quote tweeted and was like, I, and I use one of those key words that they don't like, racist. Um, they came for me. But I could tell how many were those bought accounts you told me about. Because there, I would look before I responded. First of all, those, those accounts that it's like, it's like Joe A25675432, come on. Yeah. Really? If you're choosing yeah. a username for yourself, if you're a human being, you're not going to call yourself Joe A57432563. No one's going to, no, you're not going to do that. You're going to be clever and 
You're going to pick a name that people are going to respond to. You're not going to do a series of numbers that look like it's a serial, you know, like it's a license plate. So that's one of the things that they don't do well in the troll farming industry. They don't name their bots well. They make it, they make it really obvious. Also, when the user pick is clearly like not a person that wouldn't be engaging with you, like if it's a picture of, oh, I don't know, Chris Evans or Chris yeah. Pratt. They like to yeah. choose the Chris's. They choose Chris Evans, Chris Pratt, Chris Pine. All of the Chris's are very popular, as yeah. are women who maybe did some uh, modeling for, uh, you know, stock photography. Um, you can be so much smarter instead of letting your hair trigger temper do the looking for you. Um, that one piece of advice that you gave me of look, how, how old is the account? How many tweets do they have? How many followers do they have? Take a moment before you respond and you'll save yourself a lot of time because if you block them right away without engaging, then that's one less troll farm that can find you later. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, um, you know, these, um, uh, you know, there are are many different – um, you know, Reddit is one, but there's many different areas out there. I mean, um, places, and I'm not going to name them. Um, I, I never have. I've always stood by that. I never name these places. The but, dark, scary places on the interweb. But, in there, but see, here's the thing. Everything. Ooh, you got to go on the dark web. Look, the dark web is, is you know, look. That's as that's as simple as downloading Tor, the Tor browser. And using Tor, and you'll go, and you're at DuckDuck, and you can go and, you know, go on the dark web. And you're there. It's that easy. And you're – so, I mean, it, that's that's no big secret. Anybody that knows anything knows about knows the Tor browser. So, um, but here we, here we, get, here we are uh, coming up on the midterms, and what I'm seeing is – because I do have friends in the social media marketing industry. I mean, they make a damn good living doing it. Uh-huh. I mean – I'm a damn good living. And, you know, they're selling these, uh, they're back up selling these Twitter accounts. These Twitter accounts, folks out there that you're seeing, these 09, 08, especially 09s. The 08s are hard to come by. But 09s, those are not cheap. People are paying, if you're buying just an empty 09 account, Tara, if you just went out there uh-huh. and buy just an empty 09 account, and that's like one of the ones I retweeted the other day, and I said, oh, come on. You know, how much did you, I think you, you remember you said you reported it. I saw it, that, I, I remember like, how much, that one. Yeah, I said, how much like, did you pay for that? Past me. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's crazy, too. It's, yeah. it's sad if you think about it. Like, people preying on other people's narcissism. Like, I want a larger follower account, of course, but I want to come by it. Honestly, I want to engage with real human beings. I don't, I don't need a number to inflate my ego. And that's, that's just a sadness. I just, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Right. Well, and again, you can go out there and purchase these, um, Oh nine, um, uh, you know, Oh nine Twitter accounts with no followers, um, for you just, you know, depends how many you buy, you know, you you buy you can buy them in bulk. You can buy one. You can buy twenty five thousand accounts. See, that's and how much? And when you say how you can buy them, how much money are people spending to do this? 
Um, well, I mean, if you're buying an 09 Twitter account um, and you're getting well, and you, you're you know a number of things you want to. I mean, <laughs> a number of things come. The 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 best ones. There's a number of things that come with that account. You also get your. You also get a Gmail account with that. So you also um, you're 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 getting a number of different things. So you're getting a Gmail account. You're getting the Twitter account. Um, you're getting it, it doesn't have any followers. So on just for one, I mean, you can pay anywhere from a hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars. That's what no. Just, fo- that's what a, that's just a blank account. Now, if you put in, let's pathetic. say you want. Yeah. That's pathetic. Now, but, I'm just. <laughs> let's take it up a notch, though. Let's take it up a notch. Let's say you mm. want to get a 2009 account or even a 2012 account, and you want one with at least 10,000 followers already. That's going to run you about 800 bucks. What is wrong with people that they have to do that? That's what I want to know. What do you? Why, why don't you have something better to spend your money on? If I had, right. if I had that kind of money, where it's like I don't know what to do. I have so <laughs> much money. I don't know what to do with it. How about donate it to a charity? Do something philanthropic with it. Make the world a better place instead of buying Twitter followers to make other people's lives miserable. It's just this is so incredibly ridiculous and sad and pathetic to me that anybody, anybody who spends money to buy followers, my advice to you is get a life. There are so much more important things to be doing with your money. Yeah. If you have nothing, literally nothing better to do with your money, donate it to now, charity. Give it to school. No, like, please, free, please do yeah. something better. But they now, will a brief only rundown. Now, everybody, you know, during the Trump campaign, you know, in the beginning of, the, uh, of, of, of Trump, you know, there was a, 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 a quite the concerted effort uh, among a lot of uh, people that, you know, uh, were working with Trump. Uh, people from oh, Russia, yeah, oh, yes. yes, and they were going out, and I was writing about it. There was other people writing about it um, as well. I would like to say that I was one of the first there, and I, I, I believe that I was, because I noticed because I had friends in that worked in that industry, and um, I didn't know who they didn't know exactly who they were selling these accounts to, but I had friends of mine, you know, that I would talk to. They would say, you know, I had just somebody come in and they just bought up. You know, I had 200,000 accounts. They bought all 200,000. So what can people do? Uh, I mean, even – so I'm verified, and I can't seem to protect myself from these troll account, accounts anymore who attack me, who mass fact, report. What right. can people do? Because one of the things that we want to be able to do is protect ourselves online to continue to be able to stay online because short of – deleting all of your social media accounts, which are people are doing. People are making these grand exits from Facebook because they just can't anymore. My mother was one and my mother's no longer doing Facebook, which is good and bad because now I have to tell her all of the things I'm doing rather than just posting about it. But people are leaving social media, but there are those of us who still rely on social media to get the word out there about stuff that we're doing. How can we best protect ourselves when we are online? Right. Well, um, I, I tell you, the, the, the easiest way, and and uh, or or I should say, the, the the best way, the best thing, the the the, the surest thing that you can do is one, <laughs> is 
any of these accounts that when you are going through and you you wake up the next day or, or, or whenever you choose to 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 allot your time to social media to Twitter in this case, go and look and see who followed you and 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 if block those damn accounts that are that that are you know are streaming a 2009 account with eight tweets and a hundred followers or no followers that's no that something's wrong there. Block that account, you know, just so you don't even have to deal with it, so they're never jumping into your timeline, so you're never getting into a conversation. Because we're all, all, I, I would say that I've been able to, you know, I just simply do not get into conversations on Twitter anymore, and I just don't. And But, you know, for those easily, and a lot of it, I was that same way. If you're easily triggered or you're not just, or you just get pissed off, and you get into this real heated exchange, and all of a sudden, before you know it, there's 25 people in this thread. You know, the likelihood of you going down, the likelihood of you being targeted, I mean, goes way up. And, and you know, then I, I would just say try to – don't get into conver- – don't get into threads with people you don't, you don't know. And if they – if you're in a thread with a suspicious-looking account – Get out of that thread because that's that's a surefire way to that's a surefire way to get suspended. Lose your account, mm. and now and now and like Tara said, now the verification I've gotten verified. I'm just as soon as they you know I'll get the blue check, but still I, I that's not obviously that's no protection anymore for anybody. You know that's even for verified accounts you're not going to get that because we've seen. Bishop Talbert Swan. I mean, he just got banned for life. I mean, he's banned from Twitter. What does that mean? People say, well, how can you be banned from Twitter? Well, the thing about it is, is they ban your IP address. Well, you know, you can. is there ways around it? Is there people that's been banned from Twitter that's on Twitter today? Let's say somebody like Chuck Johnson, that horrible human being. Um Yes, he's probably on Twitter. Yes, there's probably a couple of accounts that I'm sure that's him. You know, and, but you have to, the thing about it is you can never really be. You, you, you know, you, you're never going to be able to be. You know, you're you're yeah. able. You're never going to be able to be yourself. I mean, Twitter is your band for life. You know, and why they did that to Bishop? Why they even suspended Bishop Talbert Swan? Should be a, just real, literally an outrage. I mean, he like I said, you know, it just. And for these little minor infractions, um, you know, they're punishing, they're punishing. They're punishing the wrong people is what absolutely. they're doing. They're, you know, they're not whole... punishing the bots that are doing the mass reporting. They're punishing the people who are humans and who are trying very hard to accomplish something. We're all on Twitter for a reason. We all have a goal. And for someone like Bishop Swan, it's like, here's a man who is a bishop. He is a religious man, but he was also a concerned American citizen who is not a fan of the current illegitimate administration. And maybe he used some harsh language and maybe he used a word he shouldn't have. But case by case basis. You need to look at context. There needs to be an actual human being when a tweet is reported, especially when a verified user gets reported by not a verified user. 
there needs to be a human being who looks at that. And it can't just be this got reported X amount of times. They need to actually have a person who looks at it and goes, there's what? There's nothing wrong in this. These people are just being jerked. There needs to be someone who has a reasonable, you know, sense of what goes on on and how it all works looking at it and not just, oh, this got reported a hundred times. I want to go on my coffee break. Boop, you're banned. They just, it seems very arbitrary. Right. And it doesn't seem like they have anything real in place and it's frustrating. And it's like, you know, if you need people who understand the English language, hire people who understand the English language better, hire people who are invested in keeping Twitter safe and not just drawing a salary. And, you know, if you are, if Jack really wants Twitter to be a safe place for everybody, he needs to seriously look at what that word means. What does safe online even mean anymore? And I it, would put this out there. You want to be ugly and you want to say terrible things. There's a, there is a, they have their own website. It's called Gab. All during the no, campaign. I've never they looked like, at it, heard of it. Say whatever we even... want. Go, bye, yeah. go. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, there, uh, another, uh, I wanted to, you know, with this show, I wanted to quash something out there that, that's often, you know, people think, they say, they'll say, well, oh, I've got this large group of people that's trying to get me suspended. Listen, more times than not, there's not a large group of people. More times than not, it's one person with a C panel, um, with some software that they got from, Wherever it's plenty of places to get it. It's one person running three, four, five, six, seven, eight hundred, a thousand Twitter accounts simultaneously. Okay, so that's that's again. Here's another area, Tara, um, that Jack has to address. Is 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 this? You know, and lo- and lock this stuff down. And another thing I'm looking at right now, and this is something else I want to warn. This is, uh, and and we're going to be wrapping it up here pretty soon. But this is something else I want to warn everybody about. Like I'm looking at an account right now that followed me. Okay, this account was created August 2018. Looks like some sort of stock photo. Um, it's got three tweets, and um, it hasn't, and and that's it. Those type of accounts that people. Just that those accounts are meant to sit there and age. So that account from four or five years from now, if we're still around, if Trump hasn't blown us up or who knows yeah. what else, but but th- those accounts are, are are meant they're not they're no they're no use to anybody. They're just set, they're going to sit there and age and be sold one day. So they're good for nothing. But here, here's a question for someone who's a, maybe just a casual Twitter user. Someone's got – got to join sometimes. Everybody has a join date. Mine is valid. Yours is valid. Somebody, right. maybe they're, they've had it with what's going on in the world, and they just joined Twitter, and they're trying to learn how to use it, and they just joined last month, but they haven't tweeted a lot. I mean, you went back, and you found my first couple of tweets that were really sad and pathetic, and I didn't know how it worked, and I didn't, what did, I didn't know what RT meant, and I didn't know any of it. Somebody, <laughs> yeah. somebody putting a toe in instead of jumping in. So how do you know the difference between just a new human user and a new bot user? Well, you know, I listen, I mean, if you go to an – like, let's just say that particular account I was just looking at – that account's got three tweets. 
and they're all all three tweets are retweets, and, and then it's just that's it. It stops. There's no hitter. There's no hitter. The bio is is one that you know it's just it's kind of this common sense i mean there's a lot of you know i mean it's just there's just a lot of common sense you know if if they went out and followed like you know 2000 people or whatever and that used to be the limit or actually when twitter first started you could only follow 1000 people um and you could only follow like 100 a day or something i i remember it or you'd get suspended yeah remember that yeah um, yes, I do. I do actually. The early days yeah. when there were caps yeah. on those things, absolutely. Yeah, it was in the um, early days. It's, yeah, and it, but it still like, again seems arbitrary. All of it seems arbitrary, you know, like the it, whim of Jeff. Oh, it's but, hard I mean, to the know. article that it it really is, and it's frustrating because uh, the dialogue that that he believes that he's creating, he's not because he doesn't respond. When you tweet to Jack, I mean, there was one time I got Jack to respond to me and it was years ago. And I don't even remember what the issue was, but it was something about how they were toying with the idea of taking away verification or something. I don't remember what it was. And he was like, no, 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 that's false. And we're not doing that. Don't worry about it. No one's taking your check mark away. But then that's what started happening. So um, it's just I, I I personally believe that they need to be more accessible when you contact them, like when I got booted for a week and I appealed the decision and they were like, no, you're in jail for a week. And it's like, you're not listening to me. You're not protecting me. There's not a human being I can talk to. There's not a person I can appeal to directly. That needs to change. They need better customer service. If they're not going to change some of the rules in some of their ways, then they need to have a way for people to engage with them directly where someone is going to be responsive because shouting into the void just makes us angrier and more frustrated. So the two things that I would ask for from Jack, you know, engage with us better. And can we, for fuck's sake, please have an edit feature. We need an edit feature so badly. It needs to be time sensitive so that you can't go back and change the context of your tweet a year later or whatever. But if you make a grammar error and you tweet something out and it's gotten liked and it's gotten retweeted and you don't want it to live out there with a typo, you should be able to edit for grammar within a certain amount of time. So I I know people have been asking for an edit feature forever. If you're allowed to edit posts on all other social media, I really wish that they would give us, give us an hour, give us an hour to change a tweet. And then it, then the time elapses and then you're, you have to delete it and redo it. Something like that. I would ask for that also, because I think that's something that Twitter at large could benefit from. And that, you know, if we're going to better the, if we're going to better the platform, it it has to be uh, about, you know, everyone trying to be nicer to each other and engaging better and making sure you're engaging with human beings and then that somebody is protecting you. But also, like, we're not children and we should be able to fix our shit, you know, like, I'm a grammar nerd. It kills me that, you know, you work on a tweet and you get it out there and then then you can't fix it. Yeah. Now, Carol, check your, check your DMs. I sent you a Twitter account. This is an account that, 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 that I was just scrolling through and, um, my followers, I don't follow this one back, but they followed me. Now this, now there should be, Okay. okay. You looking at this account? I'm looking. Yes. Okay, now where are they from? 
California, USA. Now, what strikes you about some of the pictures there and some of the wordings there? Anything weird? <laughs> um, just the fact that she has no tweets. No tweets. And the well, one retweet. Three tweets. three tweets and two of them have the same picture of her in, the, in it. Right. And then the and next it's... one seems to be in Romanian. Right, yeah, yeah. So but maybe she's not a human being. She only joined in July, and she already has 151 followers, and she's following over a thousand. But right. her first tweet is a selfie that seems to match her user photo. The second yeah. tweet is in. The second tweet seems to be in Romanian. The third tweet are more selfies that seem to match her user photo. Right. That tells me that she's not human. Yeah. Right? Yes. That's how you know she's a bot. Yeah, exactly. And she's or or, or not, not necessarily a bot, but uh, just an account that's, that's been parked that's and just going to age. Not, and so would you, in this situation, would you take the time to report this account or just block it? You know, that's kind of up to the user, you know. I mean, if you want to take the time to report it, I suggest I, – I, I would – say absolutely you should report i mean you know because if twitter here's the thing about it it shouldn't be up to us it should be twitter that's that's policing these accounts like this you know and on the verification on the i think more people i think more people should be verified i think there should i don't know i don't know what kind of uh process you know what their what their new protocol is going to be for verification but I think they should open it up. I think it should be more stringent, more safeguards put in place for for uh, as far as the protocol for verification. But I think that more people should be able to be verified, uh, and, and let's and then you know so you can separate. You know, um, you well you know this user is real or or, or right then which is important. Or, Right, or if it's somebody of of celebrity status, uh, uh, or whatever, they get a they get a blue check, and then somebody that's just verified, that's been verified by name, they get let's say a you know a blue star or something, you, you know, something, something like, like that. So you know, it's a human being, not a bot, it, would be great. Right, that's my uh, idea. That's my that's, that's a what good I idea. Yeah. That is a good idea. I would also ask that because um, uh, when you report. Um, you can report a tweet or you can report a user. They don't give you the option to say this account is a bot account or something like that. I would ask that they add that as an option because if you report an account as a fake account or a bot account, then they could run that IP and block that IP so that they can't continue to feed Twitter more bot accounts. So, uh, you know, because because your options are it's abusive or hateful, they're it's targeted harassment, they're tweeting spam. That doesn't tell you enough that it should be this is a fake account, this is a bot, or I believe this is a bot, or something. They need to put that as an option because if they're trying to crack down on these accounts but they're not being reported accurately, how do they know what kind of an account it is? So yeah. I would say that that's something that they should look at. And I would also say that like after they go and they talk to – because they're, they're testifying in in to, to Congress on Wednesday, I feel like if Jack really cared 
about this platform and he really wanted to better it, he should create, you know, have a, a panel. He should create some kind of panel of high profile users, people like you have been around for a long time or people who get attacked often like me to sit down and say, how can we make this better? He's not a regular daily user like we are. He doesn't get attacked like we do. He doesn't use it like we do. And I don't think he understands it the way we do because he, his experience is different. And so I would suggest that he sits down, not with people who have a monetary investment in his company, but people who need it for their what or use it for whatever reason, but people like us who have a real investment in it for our reasons to sit down with them and say, here's how you make your platform better because we are using it every day. So I would put that out there as well. Like people, if you make a product, you got to talk to the people who are actually using your product and find out how yeah. to make it better for everybody. They don't do yes, that either. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I think like, I like, yeah, I mean, and I said, like, I, I believe that a good start would be, um, you know, uh, uh, something some sort of badge uh, some sort of star you know whatever on an account that's been you know uh went through the same uh you know verification protocol however it's going to be that a um a, do i believe like a, a high level politicians or uh, politicians and and celebrities should have the blue yes should they be kind of should they be different from the average user yes um, they're more high, more high profile. Yes, they should. Um, uh, in some instances, they've earned it. You know, some haven't. <laughs> but uh. no, I mean, I do think there should be. But I mean, if you if you're able to give, um, just you know, uh, you know, Mary Jo that got her Twitter account and she's really into Twitter and you know she wants you know. She wants everybody to know this is, you know, this, this is who I am. I'm, you know, I'm part of the resistance. I'm, I'm out here doing these things. I want everybody to know that I'm real, um, you know. And so, you know, like I said, with the blue star, blue badge, whatever, gold star, whatever it might be, silver star, you know, anything, whatever, something to let other users know that. Yes, this is a real person. They yes, it is safe to proceed. Yes. Yeah, maybe like I a have green light, little green button, What's something that? green, something, something that yeah. says "proceed to engagement." All is well. That's all we need. <laughs> well, yeah, something like. For a lot. But you know, I mean, I think that's that's one one of the things that you have to do when you from the moment you sign on to any social media site. You're suspending a little bit of your disbelief. You're you're going in with the belief that everybody is real, everybody is here with the best of intentions, everybody's here for the same reasons, and that's not true. And it's no. unfortunate because going back to when I first got AOL and the first I am I ever received, which was horrible and disgusting, that's not what I thought the internet was going to be. And unfortunately, that's what the internet became. And the anonymity of the screen still protects everybody. But remember that what's happened in our society over the last, I would even say, just like last four or five years, the anonymity of the Internet has now spilled into our real lives. And nobody cares what they're saying to each other anymore. And, you know, there are things that you should just not. And I think people have forgotten 
people have forgotten where they are when they when they're saying what they're saying because they're so used to now being able to say everything they want to online without any sort of repercussions. And I would I would ask I everybody would... just like speak like you're about to be banned, you know, <laughs> like because right. like Black Mirror had this episode about how you could block people in real life. Is that I mean, I think we may end up with that kind of technology. If people don't learn how to behave online, we're never going to be able to talk to each other offline. And I would caution, I will caution everybody out there that listens, listening today and that will listen to this podcast throughout the lifetime of the Internet or the lifetime of Twitter. Right. I would caution you on this. If you create, if you believe you're 100, 100%, 110% anonymous on Twitter by creating an anonymous account, I will tell you 110% absolutely positively, you're not as anonymous as you think you are. <laughs> no way. I trust me. I could, listen, I mean, I said there would be a little gossip. I'll tell you a little gossip. There's some accounts out there, big accounts, popular accounts, highly engaged accounts that run that run anonymously. I know who they are. So, you know, listen, there's just, He knows who you are. He comments. Uh, and you. you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I'll <leave it> that. <laughs> My DMs will blow up now. Who are you talking about, Jason? Now, now your dams gonna be like who, who, and am yeah, I getting who? all my free hamburgers? Do you want everyone yeah. to get free hamburgers today, or do you want me to drop the name? Because I can still do that. There's still time. Drop it, because he's coming. Drop to it Texas, like it's Hey, Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti tweeted uh, to Donald Trump today that he'll see him in Texas. Donald Trump is yeah. threatening to rent out the biggest stadium in Texas to throw a party for Ted Cruz. Meanwhile, Michael Avenatti shared an old tweet of Donald Trump's bagging on Ted Cruz. And Michael Avenatti said, uh, well, here's something that we finally agree. People said we would never agree, but well, I'll see you in Texas. So I'm going to put this out there to you, my friend, Jason. If finally Ted Cruz and Beto O'Rourke are capable of agreeing on a debate, because there's no way Beto is going to do five Friday night debates in Texas. No. Uh, if they actually make it happen uh, and Avenatti shows up at Beto and Ted's debate, you know I will be there with bells on. All right, then. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, we're looking to one of the debates to be here uh, in, in, in Houston. I can kind of tell you there a little bit. So. Fingers um, crossed, if old Raphael isn't too much of a, you know, oh, what's the word? Coward? Coward? It's so obvious as, as we close the show, uh, it's very obvious that the Texas GOP is terrified of Beto O'Rourke. Terrified. You can re- you can absolutely smell terri- the desperation walking oh, yes. up the tweet. Yes, absolutely. Yep, yep, yep. And, 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 you know, again, we're getting a little bit of, of, you, you, you know, they're wanting to go into, you know, you know what, you know, some of some dumb things that that and I've touched on this before, some dumb things that 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 Beto did, you know, that, that he did when he was younger. Hey, look, we've all done dumb things when we were young. You know, I mean, do oh, we regret no. them? Do we wish we, you know, wish we would have uh, uh, made, you know, 
we're young, you know, we, do we wish we would have made better decisions at that time? Yes, but we were young, we were kids, you know, so. And, you know. and by the way, by the way, they're just making him look cooler every time they put up his mugshot or whatever. He was a punk rock kid. Of course, a punk rock kid is going to do what he can to defy authority, not knowing that someday he may try to run for office to change the system from the inside. He was a punk rocker. Dude, everything he does is cool. So I would well, give I, out a warning to the Texas GOP that they're going about this the wrong way. But then again, it's the GOP. When do they ever go about things the right way? Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Just I know. Well, yeah. The whole mugshot thing. Listen, you know, a little advice to the to, to, to the to the Texas GOP. Really not advice, but trust me when I tell you the little mugshot thing is really oh really quickly because there's more people oh. out there that's got to there's more people out there that's got a mugshot than you think of. Trust me. You know how 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 quick is that going to be a T-shirt? By the way, with because right. you know like the the uh, mugshot of Elvis became a T-shirt. Mugshot of Johnny Cash became a T-shirt. Sure. Any anytime anytime we get Frank a rebel Sinatra, hero, Frank Sinatra. All of them. Yeah. You're you're just elevating him and giving his giving him more like of a legendary status, and he just looks cooler. So, you know, if you want well, to keep it up, doing, GOP, go ahead. But, you know, that's on them well, when they lose because they're going to. Yeah, well, what you're doing is politically, you know, from a political science perspective is you're just making them more human. You know, oh, you're, 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 you're a slimy frog, horrible, terrible, ridiculous no, thing. No, 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 Beto, oh. you're making him more oh, human. Oh, no, yeah, Beto is totally. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. no. You that that's the problem. That's what they, that's what they don't get is that yeah. every time everything that they're doing is just helping us more. You know, hey, listen. Well, it's like let, when listen, let me yeah. let, let me let me say this. You know, um, you know, I look. I can't. I can't. You know, I don't have any like. I don't have any facts to back this up. But you know, there's a lot of gentlemen's clubs throughout Houston and been around a long, long time. And Ted Cruz has lived in Houston a long, long time. And Ted Cruz is oh. really, really good friend. And Ted Cruz is really, really good friends with Michael Berry over at the radio station here in Houston. And so that, we'll just leave right? it. We'll just leave right? it at that. Hey, you know what's <laughs> interesting that you bring up radio stations? Because a lot of times guys that work on radio stations, they get free stuff. And then they yeah. like to take people to go enjoy those free things and they get kind of a pass because they're a local famous personality and they get to do stuff. And sometimes, sometimes bad stuff happens. I would encourage you to look up a a gentleman known as Bubba, the love sponge. When you align yourself (laughs) with a shady radio personality, sometimes bad things happen. Sometimes bad things happen. Real quick, Tara, I, Real quick, Joe, yes, I wanted to get your I wanted to get your take before we get out of here. Um, um, Kavanaugh, the hearings start tomorrow. Oh, you want my take? Are you sure? Okay. Yes. Here's my take. I, I want I'll it. I'll try to yes. use my calm voice. I'm gonna try to use my calm voice. All right. Number one, they shouldn't be starting hearings at all because he was nominated by a criminal. And if you want to refer to him as the unnamed co-conspirator, you can continue to do that. But Michael Cohen testified under oath. 
that Donald Trump and he together conspired with Russians to steal the election. Right then and there, Donald Trump shouldn't even be allowed to walk around free, whatever, pulling the skin off of my face in frustration. They should be putting a pin in these proceedings because this nomination is as illegitimate as Donald Trump is a president. So that's numero uno. Secondly, they should not be proceeding with these hearings because there are over how many pages? Over 10,000 pages of documents that the White House refuses to release about 100, Brett Kavanaugh. 100,000? 100,000. 100, yeah. So 10 times more than what I said. 100,000 pages of documents, and they are, they are citing executive privilege. If that doesn't tell you that there is bad shit on Brett Kavanaugh, I don't know what does. If the White House was fully behind him, if the White House had zero issues, they'd be like, here's all the paper. Read it and weep. He's amazing. He's flawless. He's incredible. Instead, they're hiding shit. And if you aren't paying it, when someone hides stuff from you, guess what? It's not good stuff. Nobody hides good stuff. Nobody pretends something good did not happen to them. Everybody wants you to know how fantastic they are. They only hide the bad shit. If there's 100,000 pages of bad shit, why is anyone talking to this guy? Because, once again, you have to show the analogy. If it was the reverse and the Democrats were in power and Obama was under investigation and nominated somebody and said, by the way, not only am I under investigation, but I'm not going to let you find out everything about my nominee, the Republicans would be spitting fire. They would not be moving forward. They would be doing everything they could to obstruct a vote. So why are the Democrats not? Why did Chuck Schumer make a deal to allow 15 new appointees, uh, federal judges, to be appointed last week? Why are they continuing with these hearings tomorrow? It's incredibly frustrating to, to anybody who's really paying attention. And I'm watching the MSNBC and so many of these people are talking about, well, which kind of questions should they be asking tomorrow? They shouldn't be asking any. They shouldn't be holding them. Not while the Mueller investigation is still open. Not while Donald Trump is under investigation. Not when they blocked the Merrick Garland hearings under circumstances that were zero by comparison to what we're dealing with now. The hypocrisy from these Trumpocrats is disgusting. And I do not know why. Chuck Schumer and my beloved Nancy Pelosi, I adore them. Why are they not showing leadership in the, de in the Democratic Party by standing up and saying, we will not let this go forward? The Republicans would obstruct profusely if it was a reverse situation. So what's frustrating for me is that no one can give me a straight answer. Why are they going forward with this when there's so much obvious shit that says you shouldn't? That's uh, my I, I mean, I can Why? give you great big glowing letters. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, you know, one could say it's, you know, we, you don't want to jack around with the midterms, um, you know, that's the, that's the only, you know, other than that, but I, I don't really, I don't know, I don't know that, I, I don't, uh, DM, okay, you know, okay, with laying off the, you know, laying off running on impeachment thing, that that I as as a political consultant and somebody, I understand that, and I agree with it. Actually, I agree with it. You shouldn't be running on impeaching Trump. No, not um, at all. But but on but the thing, on that's, that's a that's a that's a whole nother that's a that's a whole nother kettle of fish there. You know, it really is. And I'm, I'll tell you something else. 
if I was someone who was on the fence about certain uh, senators uh, who are running or uh, certain people who are seeking seats or whatever, and I, I, you know me, and you know that I am a strong-willed, forward-motion, tough Jersey girl, and I, I don't take shit. I'm very, very, I'm furious with the lack of leadership right now in the Democratic Party. Like Michael Avenatti has been talking about, not one person in, in the Democratic Party is standing up and saying loudly, we should be blocking this completely. This should not be happening at all. You know who's saying it? People on Twitter, people on MSNBC, the talking heads are saying it, but nobody who actually could stop the proceedings is stopping them. And on, on MSNBC, they asked Elizabeth Warren, is this a done deal? You know, it seems a fait accompli. And what she said was, well, you know, a year ago, you were saying that about the ACA. Well, this year, we don't have John McCain to give us a thumbs down now. We don't. No. We have lost John no. McCain. So I, right before we went on the show, I tweeted to Jeff Flake. And I would encourage everybody today to make it a little, it's, a, it's Labor Day. You don't really have a whole lot going on, probably. Take some time and tweet to the GOP and say, why, why are you not honoring John McCain's legacy? John McCain no. would have voted well, thumbs down. Here's you, the you thing don't with think John Flake, McCain though. Here, here, real, do you? Real quickly, though, here's the thing on Flake. He's going. He he's got a he he's got a political future ahead of him, but most likely a presidential run. So, Jeff Flake. Yes, Flake. Uh, yes, Flake. Yes, he's going to run. We can't have a president. Flake. Now, no, just the name alone. No, 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 no. Jeff Flake of, of the no spine? No. Oh, no. Bad. No, 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 no. As someone who lives in the Portland area and deals with flakes as it is, no. I'm sorry. After, I'll tell you what. This is going to really show everybody who has a spine in Washington and who does not. So, I want, and, you know, the fact that the Democrats have called John Dean to testify in the Kavanaugh hearings, like that's brass ball. That's great. That shows, you know, they can talk about, uh, is it okay to, you know, investigate a sitting president? Is it okay to arrest a sitting president? Those are the questions that they need to be asking Kavanaugh. Uh, Do you think it's okay for someone under criminal investigation to appoint a a, a justice to the Supreme court? Those are valid questions to ask him, but he shouldn't be getting asked questions at all. And that's, that to me is the thing that frustrates me the most. This should not be happening, period, should not. And I don't know what the rush is because, honestly, as someone who wants to vote in the – who's going to vote in the midterms, I would – you know, and everyone brings up the midterms and that there shouldn't be a vote until after the Mueller investigation. There shouldn't be a vote until after the midterms. There shouldn't be because we (laughs) – I want to see who's going to really be there to, to, to vote for us in the future. And I'm, this is also why you and I know this well. The reason the GOP is hustling this vote because they know they're going to lose the House. And now they, they have a really good chance of losing the Senate. So if they wait and they don't have this confirmation hearing until afterwards, they know they can't get their guy through. So no, if you know, know that this is what they're – so you know that this is the tactic. You know that they're yeah. trying to rush this through before the midterms for that very reason – I want my Democratic leaders who expect my vote in the midterm. Democrats, listen to me. If you expect to really be voted for in November, find your spines and your balls right now and stand up and say we should not have this hearing at all. 
Now, that's the kind of strength and leadership I want to see. That's who I would want to vote for, someone who stopped this from happening. If someone stopped this from happening. Make no mistake about it. Listen, make no mistake. I will send this out there to the moderates and center lefts like me. Make no mistake about it. Kavanaugh is not no Anthony Kennedy. No way, shape, form, fashion, rulings, period. fighting this with their last breath. I don't think people really understand how how bad this is. And everyone is exhausted and everyone's lying down. And here's the other thing that's really killing me, is that the GOP knows exactly how terrible Trump is. And they only wanted him to get their their Supreme Court justices, and then once the midterms are over, I am sure they'll be like, yeah, we got it. We got our Supreme Court justice. I, I don't care about Trump anymore. Let him go. That's the other thing that I, I, I think is happening here is that they're, it's like uh, when you have to clean a cat box, you just hold your nose until you get it clean. I think that's what they're doing. They're holding their nose until the midterms clean the cat box, and then they can say, well, yeah, we got our guy through, and I don't need I don't we don't need right. Trump anymore. Yeah, you got, so, so go ahead. Yeah, and you're go gonna, ahead. Yeah, and then you're gonna have a solid. You're gonna have a a a, uh, and then and I mean, you talking about uh, you know conservative court? Then Roberts becomes your swing vote. What? I mean, come on, you're gonna we have get, a solid we're, five. We're you're gonna have a solid. Yeah, you're gonna have a solid five conservative court there. Everybody needs to wake up and, I mean, Jesus, this can't happen. It cannot. No matter where it you stand, listen, and, 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 you know, no matter where you stand on, on you know, issues of abortion or uh, gun rights or, you know, whatever the, the you know, the, you know, the, the uber or the, the, the hyper-partisan issue might, might be. Um, look, this, you don't want somebody coming into the court. I mean, that's already, I mean, I just, I tell, I, I recommend to everybody go out and read the background on Kavanaugh, uh, whether you're, you know, whatever, politi- whatever side of the aisle you fall on, as long as you're reasonable, you know, if you're a reasonable Republican, you're a never Trumper, um, you're, you know, whatever, go out there and read and see if this is the kind of man that's already that that's already made his mind up on lots of things. You want him sitting he on the actually, court. I and I don't know if you saw this, but he he actually said that perhaps the Nixon decision was wrong. Yes, Excuse I read me? that. Excuse you. And here's the other thing. This is. Uh, let me see how I want to frame this. Um, he is actually the diversion. Brett Kavanaugh himself is the diversion because people are talking about him rather than the person who nominated him. And that's, for me, that's where the disconnect is. And it's, yes. I don't care who Brett Kavanaugh is as much as I care about the fact that the person who nominated him should not have been allowed to nominate him because the person who nominated him is occupying that office illegitimately and is a co-conspirator with Michael Cohen and Russia and others to steal the office. And therefore, it wouldn't matter if he nominated the greatest person in the world. If he nominated Oprah, I don't care who he nominates. The nominee is the MacGuffin. The, the nominee is, is the red herring or whatever you want to call it. It's the diversion. Kavanaugh's the diversion from the fact of the matter that a criminal, a criminal nominated him. So for me, it's, 
you're taking too many steps forward because back behind you is the guy who shouldn't even be there. And I don't know why that isn't being focused on more. And it is. People are mentioning that. Just not enough. And it's not the stress. It's not the talking point. That should be the only talking point about Brett Kavanaugh. Whatever his record was, I don't care. I don't, honestly, I right at this moment don't care what his record was because he was nominated by a terrible human being. I don't care what his record is. He could have, he could shoot lollipops out of his butt. Don't care. I don't care. <laughs> nominated by a criminal. He should not be a nominee. There should not be a nominee of any sort. There should not be anything going on except impeachment proceedings. That's all that should be happening. And I understand they want to push him through before they lose the House and the Senate in November because they really know that they're going to. Too bad. They don't yep. get because we didn't get, we didn't get to hear Merrick Garland. You don't get you, what you did to Obama towards the end of his presidency. No way should you get to put anybody else through. You got your Gorsuch, Gorsuch nominee through. Stop. You've had it. enough. And Mitch McConnell is going to burn in hell, and so is Lindsey Graham, and so is everybody else who is aligned with the devil to get their votes through. They're all going to burn, and their legacies are forever tarnished. And every day that you remain loyal to the traitor-in-chief is another day that your legacy goes further down the toilet. So I want everyone to remember these words because they are true and right. And whatever happens with this, your legacy, I just, all I can think about is John McCain. Say, and I hope that before he passed, John McCain said to everybody, don't let the Kavanaugh nomination go through. Because he wouldn't, he wouldn't vote for Kavanaugh. He absolutely would give a stronger thumbs down to Kavanaugh than he gave for the ACA vote. I firmly believe that. And I would hope that everybody who's using John McCain's legacy to get themselves retweets in the GOP and saying, I'm going to miss him. He was a legend. We're going to honor him. Yeah. Those are words on a screen. I want to see your actions. I want you to, I want to see the GOP actually honoring the legacy of John McCain because John McCain Absolutely. would no longer let a traitor continue to, to stay in the white house or nominate a Supreme court judge. Yep. Okay. Oh, well, I got one thing. Left. Do an I got hour. What the, I know, right? We're an hour I said and a I'm half. Glad we were only going to do an hour today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 one thing I want to say, one last thing on the Twitter thing. We all please, uh, I mean, please. Not, look, I don't, with the RT if you agree thing, I never, <laughs> I never, so listen, listen, people, listen to me. Please stop it. Please stop retweeting these people that, and if, and, and, if you're going to get on, if you're going to call out a couple p- other people without mentioning names for their quote RTing, if you agree, there's somebody else out there that does it constantly. Call them there out. There are too, times but- when it's okay to do that. There are times when it's okay to do that when you know you're really trying to get a point across. But if it's literally every tweet that you put out, and by the way, if you have over 100,000 followers or whatever, and you're doing RT, if you agree, that's just an ego thing. That's an ego thing at this point, you know, and they, they just yeah, want to I see mean, how many it, retweets they can get. Yeah, I mean, there's and, one account out there in particular. I mean, he, he says like every day he'll, he'll put, is Trump an asshole? RT, if you agree. Well, I mean, come <laughs> on. 
Or or the or the people are like, if you promote what I'm selling, I'll retweet you. Right. Well, that's the only yeah. thing you're gonna retweet me is if I kiss up to you. That shouldn't yeah. be how Twitter works. And it also right. shouldn't be if you retweet me, I'll retweet you. That's right. You shouldn't feel an obligation. You know, I'm in a, a lot of, and I think a lot of people do this. We're in private rooms on Twitter, uh, resistance rooms or whatever, and people with a lot of followers, and we're there to help amplify each other's tweets. I'm not going to retweet every single tweet I see in those rooms because, first of all, not every one of those is gold. Not every one I agree with. And some of them, you know, are just blatant. Let me see how many retweets I can get. And I think that's a waste of your time. And it's a misuse of Twitter. And personally, I've never gotten a ridiculous amount. I think the most retweets I've ever gotten, and despite the fact that I have 22,000 followers or whatever, I don't think I've ever gotten more than 2,000 retweets on anything. So to me, that's more organic and more real. Like I'd rather have a low retweet number and know that human beings retweeted it than a hundred thousand retweets and know that half of them were from bots or because I begged for it. I mean, please like me, please show all of Twitter. You like me by retweeting me. Oh, it drives me crazy. I ne- and but you know, a lot anyway. of way, I never, if I see one of those, if I see somebody, I'd never retweet those. I don't care what it is. Yeah, it's almost like a, like a passive aggressive thing too. It's like, I see it, but I'm not going to help you. <laughs> so. Right. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I see what you're doing. No, I'm not, I'm not. If it's if it's something like genuine, like we're trying to uh, here here is a uh, an unfortunate sweet little boy who's unfortunately dying of cancer, and he loves the Avengers. And the more retweets he gets, then Robert Downey Jr. will see it. I'm okay with that. I will help a child. But if someone's like, agree, if you think Trump's a jerk, it's like, just what? Come on, you have nothing. You have nothing real to say, so you're doing that. That's just an attention seeking thing, and I don't have time for that. But follow us, though. Follow us and retweet us a lot because we are trying to grow our audience for our show. Um, I would love to see more people following the Taylor Tara Radio Twitter account. Uh, Maybe we can get that verified at some point. Um, And the one – there are many good things about having you follow us there. But that account is not blocked by Trump. So sometimes I'll pop over there. So I can take a look at the terrible bullshit that he's tweeting, and then I can say something from the Taylor Tarot Radio account that I cannot say on my Tarot Dublin Rocks account, because even though the DOJ told him to unblock me, he still has not. God, I'd love to know why. Wouldn't you love to know why? Yeah, absolutely. The DOJ's like, here, here's a list. Unblock these people. He's like, that one, that one, that one. Oh, not that one. I'm not unblocking that one. Yep. Me, uh, Trump. Zucker. By the way, Trump just Trump just tweeted. Uh, I just I I only see I saw it because I, David Jolly uh, retweeted it and put wow. He just re, he just tweeted out um, like ten minutes ago. Two uh, he said two long running Obama era investigations of two very popular Republican congressmen were brought to a well publicized charge just ahead of the midterms by Jeff. Sessions, Justice Department. Two easy wins now in doubt because there is not enough time. Good job, Jeff. <laughs> David Jolly retweeted a quote, retweeted and said, "Wow." So wow. Trump. Hey, congratulations so. to our friend David Jolly. He's going to be a daddy. Yes, congratulations, David and Laura Jolly. They've got a Jolly coming 
literally coming in March. We've got, some, we've got a, a little jolly coming in March. Mazel tov to the jollies. Uh, don't name the baby Holly or Molly, obviously. Tara is a lovely name, though, if it's a girl. Not enough ta- cool yeah, Taras in the world. Tara yeah, Jolly don't, Yeah, big. not Holly or what was a Holly or, or Molly. Molly. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that they've probably heard all of the possible jokes for their names that you can possibly come up. We're just so happy for you, David Jolly. And I'll bet he, he's going to be a fantastic dad. I'm sure they'll be wonderful, wonderful parents. But going back to the tweet, oh, boy. Well, he can't fire Jeff Sessions before the midterms. Well, he can, but the Republicans are like, they're begging him and pleading with him not to do it. But Well, he said he's not going to. Well, of course, you know, if he's, if he's breathing, he's lying. He's just, he's so bad at this. It's so, that's the thing that no one says about how he, I mean, he uses Twitter for the wrong reasons and in the wrong way. And then this, he's bad at shade. He's not subtle. He doesn't know how to subtweet. He doesn't know how to do any of it. And so, and neither does Mike Huckabee, by the way, Mike Huckabee is the worst. If you ever look at Mike Huckabee's Twitter, you want someone to delete their account, hashtag Suckabee. He's the worst. Um, yeah, he is. But, he's horrible. So now, so, but what happens here, he puts out the tweet. That becomes the narrative that his minions will accept. And that's, and then we're going to spend a week fighting that narrative. And it's just, the next diversion and the other thing. And then the last thing we want to talk about, I want to mention today is uh, it was announced today that the New Yorker festival, uh, their headlining person is going to be Steve Bannon. And they're going to have conversa- a conversation, a conversation with Steve Bannon. Don't do what that, New this, Yorker. What, 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 is, what are these people's obsessions? What do you think he's going to say? What new thing are you going to get out of Steve Bannon? Why do you give this man the the time of day? Why do you give this man any sort of platform? I don't know why. And so now people are tweeting. Number one, uh, a couple of the panelists have already dropped out, and they refuse to participate unless Steve Bannon is removed. And I would say that the bigger names who are participating need to speak up now. I want to hear David Hogg, uh, John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, Jimmy Fallon, uh, Casey Musgraves, those are some big names. And uh, Michael Avenatti also, apparently. So I want every single one of them to speak out and say, if Steve Bannon, Bannon is going to be included in this, and it's not all the same day, you know, it's over a couple of days and it's spread out different panels, different topics and whatever. It doesn't matter. Their names should not be in the same press release as Steve Bannon. I wouldn't want my name in a press release with Steve Bannon and I would not want to go to an event that was welcoming him. And I would not want to participate in an event that was hosting him. So uh, I would not want to attend as a guest or uh, participate as a panelist. I would encourage everybody whose names have been in that press release, either boycott or say, I'm not going if he's going. That's a that's how it is. It's like that sixth grade party where the one kid in the class got invited that nobody wanted to be there. No one was going to go if that person was invited. It's time to right. uninvite Steve Bannon. He can't sit with us. Okay? He can't yep. sit with us. Okay. Nope. We're going to wrap this All up. All right. I'm um, glad we were only going to do an hour and we did longer than we normally do. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're working on Labor Day. 
Because we're working on Labor Day. Uh, a quick uh, note um, from somebody. Um, I'd like to tell everybody there uh, along here on the Gulf Coast. Um, uh, Gordon um, has been uh, upgraded to a tropical storm. It's likely to be um, upgraded to a hurricane. Um, as somebody that 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 had a minor in atmospheric meteorology, I actually still have it. Not had have one, um, and somebody that lost her house to Harvey uh, around this time last year. Um, yes, uh, it looks like his track. They got it to go in around New Orleans or the Mobile area there. Um, everybody, take. Take take precautions along the Gulf Coast, all the way down here to Galveston, because it, it I mean, it, it, it yeah, God for, you know, I mean, it, I just, you know, this time of the year, you know, know. It brings back, yeah, it's, it's brings back horrible memories for all of us here in Houston and Harris County, and um, God knows for New Orleans with Katrina, and um, so just everybody get Always prepared better to be now. Safe. Yep. You know what? No, you don't get cool points for trying to ride out a hurricane. No, you don't. No, do no not. one's admiring you for that. No one's going to think less of you if you evacuate. They'd rather have you alive than than fronting like you're you're stronger than nature. You're not. So yeah, yeah don't play. Get don't, to higher, yeah, don't, drier ground. Yeah, don't play storm chaser. <laughs> no reasons. There's no go watch no the day after tomorrow at somebody else's safer house, high and dry, away from where the wind can get you. Or, or do what Tara does. Watch HGTV. That's all. I love my HGTV. It takes you to a pretty happy place where seams match and everything's pretty and clean, <laughs> and I love it. I just love it. Yeah. It's always a happy ending on HGTV. Yeah. We we hope you've enjoyed our hour and uh, hour and forty five minute phone call that me and Terrence had together. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully they people learned a little bit about how Twitter operates and how yeah. to recognize the bad people on Twitter. Looking ahead to our show on Friday, uh, this uh, also remember next week we will be launching our Wednesday show on Wednesday the twelfth. With our good friend Sherry Jacobus returning to join us. Yes. This Friday we have Lisa Ring running in Georgia. And um, let's, I, I can say this, we are going to be speaking with someone on Thursday running the interview Friday. And his name might rhyme with uh, Wheel Bryson. <laughs> I'll just say that. So I, yeah. and I'm going to be spending it, my Labor Day. will be laboring through this very dense, sciency book. It's cool. Though. We could say cool we could say he had the last, same last name as a as, as a famous boxer. We could do that. We could, but then people would be like Jake Lamada. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Rocky Balboa. I don't know. Baby. Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa um, baby. <laughs> but um, it. So, again, I'm a smart person. I went to college. I like to read. But when it comes to heavy science-y things, I, I just, you know, it takes a, it takes a little longer it, it is, is all. So, but by the time Thursday rolls around, I should be, I should have plenty of, of, of ability to do a science when we have that interview with the person whose name rhymes with Will Bryson. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, we're going to get out of here. Everybody, hey, everybody have a happy and safe Labor Day. Do not drink and drive. Support your unions. Absolutely. Uh, we'll see everybody here on um, a Friday. Lisa Ring, uh, Georgia, running for the United States Congress, a wonderful progressive Democrat, and our uh, special uh, guest uh, will be having that interview. Um, so you're going to want to tune in for that. Um, hey, please and follow vote me on tomorrow. Twitter. If your state is having a primary tomorrow, vote, vote, vote. And we wish all of the luck in the world to our good friend Alexandra Chandler running Massachusetts 3rd District. You kick ass, Shiro. Whether you win or not, we believe in you. We are we are behind you, and we love you. Absolutely, yes. All the luck, and uh, yeah, all the blessings and prayers out to her and her family. Um, okay, follow me on Twitter at jwaytaylor. Follow Tara on Twitter at Tara Dublin Rocks, and we encourage everyone to follow our show account on Twitter, Taylor Tara Radio. You can find the show here. Live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, Taylor and TaraRadio.com. You can find the show on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, Google Play Music, etc., etc. We're out there. We're available everywhere, every platform all around the world. We're excited. We have exciting things coming. And we'll be uh, telling you guys about all that um, here in the very, very near future. Tara, hey, I had a good time with you today. So. Me too, Jason. It's always great to chat with you. And I'll look forward to talking to you again on Friday, my friend. All right. We are out of here, everyone. See you Friday. Stay safe.
Mike has fob, the fear of missing McRib. So he cleared his calendar. Yo, dude, backstage passes? Nah. Hey, babe, this weekend? Ugh, can't do it. What up? That sounds great, but count me out. Do what you gotta do. Just don't miss the return of the sandwich, the myth, the legend, the McRib. Come into McDonald's today and get a delicious, saucy McRib sandwich. Made even better with the one-of-a-kind taste of Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. At participating McDonald's for a limited time. Why does Hardee's make biscuits from scratch? Because it's what we were born to do. That's right. As newborns, we started making biscuits for our delicious two-for-four-dollar mix-and-match. Talk about proud parents. Hardee's because it tastes better. Offer available for a limited time during regular breakfast hours at participating Hardee's restaurants. Price and participation may vary. Tax not included. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 